Hello and welcome to the very first Port Melbourne Football Club podcast. I'm Kevin Hillier, Sam Wharton's with me. Hello, Sam. Hello, Kevin. Now, your official uh, title and role and uh, and business card says you are? Uh, Administration and Digital Media Coordinator, um, a.k.a. Jack of All Trades. Correct, and uh, and co-host of the podcast. Exactly right. <laughs> uh, look, tough, uh, tough start to the season with a couple of losses, but uh, got to start somewhere. Yeah, that's right. Look, um, we looked at the fixture at the start of the year and it was always going to be tough playing Williamstown at Williamstown. Yep. Um, incredibly hard to beat, you know, there. Um, and uh, and then Richmond, minor premiers last year. And then we got Box Hill this week, reigning premiers and um, in really good touch in the first two weeks as well. So uh, we, we knew it was going to be a tough start. Um, there's been little glimpses within the games, um, but certainly, um, you know, as we'll chat to Ezzy a little bit later on, he'll be aiming high for a, for a win this week over the Hawks. Gary Ayres will be joining us very, very shortly to have a chat about the games. Uh, also coming up, we're going to talk about the uh, the women's program and the team you got run around in the women's competition, the South East uh, competition. Uh, talk to Belinda Owsley about that. And also one of the great sponsors of the club is going to join us on the podcast as well. Yeah, Henry Michelle. He's been a long-time uh, sponsor of the footy club and plenty of great memories, I'm sure, that he's got share, to share as well from uh, growing up in the in the area. And he's been a, a local and, uh, as I said, a very good support supporter of the club for a, a very long period of time. Everyone wants to talk footy. Everyone wants to talk the senior coach. We've got that privilege. We're going to do it right now. Joining us now is the senior coach, Gary Ears. Hello, Ears. How are you? Yeah, good, Kev. How are you? Very How well, thanks. Yeah, going all right, Ears. Uh, tough start to the season, mate. Yeah, it has been. No one wants to be zero and two. And as a coach's want, it's always about... I guess, forensically going over the games and trying to work out the reasons why. And the opposition have certainly been pretty solid. No doubt Williamstown will be thereabouts again. And, and Richmond have been really good for two years. So, But when you peel it right back and, and dumb it down, a lot of it's actually what we've done during those games, which has contributed to the reasons why we're uh, not able to win just at the minute. So... There's a lot of room for improvement. It's only early days, and um, yeah, the challenges just keep coming with us because we got last year's premiers at home this weekend. Gary, just uh, despite the, the two losses so far, we always pride ourselves on being able to bring good people into the club, and um, as I say, the results haven't gone our way so far, but the philosophy um, in the off-season was no more evident with bringing in the likes of you know Ben Jolly, Jared Blair, and Tom Goodwin. Uh, what have you made of the impact of some of those boys so far, particularly ac- across the first uh, first two weeks? Yeah, no, that's a really good point, Sammy. And we certainly always try and be a destination club because of how we believe our strong culture is being able to be executed by a lot of our players and coaches and administration. And we're all aligned to thinking the same thing, which is to try and win premierships. And certainly with those three boys, as you mentioned, they've all brought different attributes to the club. Uh, Tommy Goodwin's a pretty fierce competitor and he had a big job, or he's had two big jobs really against Mies, who's probably the best ruckman in the uh, VFL competition, and of course then Soldo on the weekend, who I think's very much improved. So he probably lowered his colours to both those boys, but we know, as I said, he's a fierce competitor and he won't be happy with where his form's at just at the minute. Coming to a new club certainly is about working out how to connect and have that chemistry with your new teammates. Ben Jolly, he's been a pro. 
he's certainly been a solid contributor in the, the two weeks and you can see why he's been a superstar of the VFL competition in his preparation, his communication, his leadership. So he's certainly been one of our better players in the previous two weeks. And Jared Blair, wonderful acquisition in relation to leadership, what he can bring to the table as a premiership AFL player and also to someone that wants to dabble a little bit in coaching, but just been hindered by a little bit of a quad problem, which I think has just hamstrung his ability to train and play over the last month. So that was his first game on Saturday against Richmond, and no doubt you'd certainly be thinking that he would be better for the run. And it also says, too, that no matter what level you come from, stepping up in this case or stepping down in his case, there really is a level of standard that we know that the VFL competition is at, and it's probably the best competition outside the AFL, so it's a pretty tough game. And similarly with the coaches, we know how highly you respect and value what Sam Dwyer, Robin Nahas and Shane Valenti brought to the club as players, but how is it now that each of those three boys are alongside you as assistants in, in season 2019? Yeah, well, they're certainly guys that challenge me with my thinking and how I go about my coaching, and Certainly, I have a lot of confidence in what they bring to the table. They've all been successful players in their own right with uh, premierships at Port Melbourne and also, too, being able to play at AFL level over different years. And they've obviously all played a different amount of games, so they know what it takes to get that success and be part of the best competition in the AFL. And they're still learning, though. They're very, very young in, in coaching stakes, if you like. Shane and Sam, this is their first time, so they've only really coached two games and Robbie's dabbled a little bit in as a playing coach, but they're very, very good poor people. They've got strong characteristics and attributes and if I can help them and guide them and mentor them, then hopefully they'll then be able to reach what they want to, which is uh, being really, really good young coaches and the only way we can do that is with the experience of building their relationships and communication levels with the players but also to being able to understand the game in that they've stepped out of AFL reasonably recently. So that can only help hopefully educate and develop the boys that we've got available. Gary, what's new in 2019 in, in VFL footy that you've noticed so far? That we're not really high scoring. I think that's something new. Like it was uh, nine goals to 10 goals against Williamstown last or the previous weekend, and even though with Richmond, they only really got away with us, probably uh, or away from us in the last sort of 10 minutes and got some pretty easy goals on our uh, turnovers, but I think if you look through the, the competition, it's only early days, and I know it's only a small sample size so far, but I don't know that the new rules have actually added much to the scoring, which I thought might be a little bit of a uh, upsurge in that. And also, too, you generally find that AFL clubs are up and about because they've had pretty good pre-seasons. That's always fairly consistent. And um, I also think that uh, the way the opposition are moving the ball is potentially not as dynamic as I thought it would be. So they're actually ball moving is a little bit of low risk, but certainly trying to be not wanting to open themselves up to turnovers. And I think both the teams we've played so far have probably kicked the ball a bit longer than what has been shown in the past. 
And a big game this Saturday on the new look turf of Adcon Stadium, Gary, at Northport Oval against the reigning premiers, the Box Hill Hawks. We know it's been a, a grind through the pre-season with the logistical challenge of training off-site, etc. But it must be, you know, very, very exciting to know that the long-awaited, long-awaited return to the ground is finally near. Yeah, that's true, Sammy, and couldn't have summed it up any better, really, to be honest. And the players, they obviously have a schedule, they have a routine, and there's no excuses as to why your performances is not certainly where it needs to be just at this point in time. But to get everyone back at port, you know, it's where our gymnasium is, it's obviously familiarisation with the ground, the surface just looks absolutely a treat, and it just really is our our home in all the sense of the word home, and the players do really enjoy playing here, so... It'll be a great uh, opportunity for us to finally come back and play against, as I said, the reigning premiers. And we know what game uh, it turned out to be in last year's elimination final. And certainly it'll never ever make up for uh, what we didn't do on that day. But, yeah, they'll be uh, certainly pretty keen to do well, as we will be. And uh, coming up against one of our premiership players in Damien Masidi as well. So for all the reasons, members, sponsors just actually us showcasing what we're on about, improving our performance, and they'll be all pretty critical things for us to uh, put out there for our supporters and members on Saturday. And just from an overall personal point of view, Gary, this is your 12th season at the helm of the Borough now. Um, you know, two flags, four grand finals, in addition to all of your accolades as a player. What continues to get you out of bed in the morning? Because I know if I were you, Gary, it'd be quite easy to walk away from the game and be extremely content with what you've brought to the game. But what drives you these days to just keep going? Yeah, I guess the number one thing is, Sam, is actually being able to bring players along that hopefully you can have a small part in them reaching their potential and also to getting the successes that I was able to enjoy as a player back in the day. And uh, there are very, very good young men that we've had over a long period of time at uh, Port Melbourne and what they bring here every week is on a really grassroots level. They don't get paid a lot. Their commitment is potentially two, three days a week. They've got sacrifices they have to make with their work and also, to depending on if they're university students or if they do uni and also work. So it's really the competitiveness on match day, the education, but just seeing young men enjoy what I was able to get so much out of too as a, a younger person back in the day. So they're probably the main reason, Sammy. You're still a young person, Gary. Don't you worry about that. And there's a, there's a kick. There's a little, when you're talking about going back there this Saturday, there's a, there's a real kick about you this week, isn't there? Yes, there is. And, uh, yeah, we've just got to make sure that our boys are understanding of it, which I know they are. And, of course, we've just got to continue to help them too. And uh, this is a marathon that we're currently in. And, and quite often, too, we get a little bit hoodwinked by about noise from outside. But, quite honestly when you actually review games a lot of it's just fundamentally based and I've always uh, had a big philosophy that the bigger the game the more fundamentally based you have to be and uh, that's held us in good stead over a long period of time but yeah we don't want to fall off the pace uh, too much more and uh, just for your own state of mind your own peace of mind and also to the trust that the playing group has to have that what we're doing is being able to be shown that it will work that certainly takes a lot of uh, mental application to the task and certainly we've just got to keep persevering because as a wise old coach in Yabby Jeans once told me, Phil, you can't cope with perseverance. <laughs> Good on you, Gary. It's always great to have a chat. Thanks for your time. Appreciate it. 
Uh, good on you, Kev. Thanks, Thanks Sammy. Gary. Port Melbourne Footy Club podcast. Sam, we're now going to talk some uh, some women's football, some VFLW football. And you tell me there is no better person to talk to about this than Melinda Owsley, who joins us on the line now. G'day, Belinda. Hi, Kevin. Hi, Sam. Thanks for having me. Thanks, Belinda. I, I have said numerous times, Kevin, Belinda's one of the great public speakers I've ever seen. Um, yep. So uh, I think she'll have no issue working through this. No and, pressure uh, at all, Belinda. <laughs> <laughs> Never. And just for, the, uh, just for the uninitiated, a bit of an introductory background of the Port Melbourne women's program. We started with the entering of a senior women's team into the AFL Southeastern Division One competition under the Borough Banner. Uh, last year, yep. uh, in what could almost be described as a, a merger with the, the pre-existing uh, Port Melbourne Colts football club women's team. Um, and the intention, Kevin, was to provide a tangible pathway from the Colts junior girls right through to the Borough yep. senior women's side and further a, a probable submission for a Port Melbourne VFLW team in 2020, which would be incredibly exciting and historical on a number of fronts. So um, the second season of our women's football is now approaching and one of the stars of that side last year was none other, none other than Belinda. So... Um, Belinda, just a little bit about you. you. You've been a long-time supporter of the football club, as we know, and it, it runs in your family for a very long time. Uh, a, a relation to uh, Frank Johnson, I believe. Do you want to elaborate a little bit on that? Yeah, so uh, Frank Johnson Sr. was my second cousin, um, first cousin to my mum. Uh, yeah, very strong, close family in Port Melbourne, and yeah, it's pretty exciting to be playing for the borough and talking about Frank and yeah, what a great bloke he was and a great player. It's yeah, a good place to be around. So how does it feel to be able to replicate Frank in pulling on the red and blue every week? I'm sure you've um, probably, going back a few years, you probably thought you'd never, ever have that opportunity in, in, in your life. Absolutely. Growing up, I would play Vic Kick at halftime at Borough Games, uh, running around at Port, North Port and uh, collecting the footies when our Borough team would kick goals. And So, yeah, I just never expected to actually pull on the red and blue and run out there onto North Port Oval. It's a dream come true every time we play at that. Oval, I just absolutely love it. Even last year when it was full of mud and um, people were complaining, I, I just I thought it was the greatest thing ever. And how's the pre-season been uh, so far, Belinda? What's the, the feelings amongst the group at the moment on the eve of the season? Uh, I think we're just really excited about the season ahead. Um, last year was you know, a really good learning year for the club and for the team. We all started to come together from you know different teams across Victoria and... Uh, yeah, I think we we had some good building blocks last year, but this year we've got a bunch of new coaches and, and those guys have just set this amazing environment for us, um, really brought the girls together, really hammered us with um, basic drill, uh, skill drills and um, just, yeah, really set the tone. And so I think we're starting to see some really big improvements across the whole team um, from our beginners right through to our experienced girls and the season ahead is just so exciting. Belinda, that's, uh, that's been, uh, I guess, the knock on women's footy is the skill level and all those things. But everything has to grow at a certain pace. And uh, I think uh, we're starting to see the fruition of the work that, that, the, that the women are doing in the area of, of skills and all that uh, starting to come through. Have you noticed that yourself, uh, how much better the playing group is getting with all, the, all those basics and, you know, the finesse of the game as well? Yeah, absolutely. So something that people maybe don't realise is how little football coaching we've all had over the years. Yep. Um, I've played for a good 10 seasons or so and I'm still learning things from our coaches that they're teaching the beginner girls. And so we just haven't had that experience where from the age of five we've been 
coached by, you know, people's parents or had coaches up in the senior, you know, senior or junior teams. Um, we just haven't had exposure to football knowledge. So we're really, you know, taking everything on board. Our group just loves to learn and the girls in general just want to be around the club and to learn all about the football club and how a team becomes successful. So I think we've got so much more to learn, but we're really reaping the benefits already. And we know last year started off a little slowly as we worked on gelling as a group, but as the season went on, we really started to click and, and tick off a few wins. Have you sensed a further improvement uh, from the overall group so far this year with the retainment of both last year's girls, but also a new in- influx of uh, new faces? Yeah, absolutely. I think the jump has been quite extraordinary. Um, we we started our pre-season last year about three weeks after our season proper finished. Uh, we just were really disappointed with how we'd gone in the first season uh, we just sensed we could give so much more and, yeah, we just got the ball rolling. We got our new coaches really quickly. The club um, did a really good job in recruiting um, our head coach, Harold, and all of our assistant coaches and we just got together and worked from the start, the basic kicking and handballs and working together and now we're starting to do more game sense drills and uh, we're just, yeah, really flying. We're, we've won our first two practice matches. We haven't played um, the best opposition, but we're really looking forward to round one. And so what are the overall aims for the year, Belinda? We mentioned that the hope is that for a, a VFLW licence for the club next season, where are we placing our levels of expectation for 2019 in the southeastern competition? Uh, I'll, I'll be honest, I'm aiming for the premiership for this yeah, year. Good um, on you. <laughs> I don't think there's any sense in lowering our expectations. And and I think the girls probably just need a bit of belief as well that they can do it. Um, So, you know, me and a few of the other older girls in the team, we really believe we're capable of winning a premiership. um, And that would really set us up for a 2020 VFL licence. But um, probably just, yeah, convincing some of the younger girls that they're really capable. Um, They're becoming really good footballers. The more they're learning, the better they're getting and, and it's going to show um, come round one. Uh, Belinda, that uh, that sense of team is that is that the hardest thing to build. Uh, I mean, we talked about you know building the skills and building the the sort of game plan stuff, but actually building the team spirit is that that the thing you're working on as much as you are you know hand passing and kicking drills. Uh, to be honest, I think our women's team have got a really extraordinary team spirit. Um, yep. It's it's unlike a lot of clubs I've played for where the girls have just come together. We've, you know, got some really good friendships group friendship groups going, um, but the girls just realised that to be successful, we need to work together. Um, I think the coaches this year have played a really big part in that. Um, they've done a lot of work in just getting us all to bond and and having our team dinners outside. We went and had a footy camp together um, in the preseason. They've and they've just talked about that buy-in as a group. Um, so we're not about individuals. We're not about just winning games and not doing the right things. We realise we need to, you know, get to training every week and make an effort to play every game that we can um, and do all the team things out on the field. And then the success will just be a product of that. And what uh, what the women's footy has brought to football in general too is another really important thing. We saw that in the in the AFL finals and the way they were played. Just that whole uh, what you bring to the football club is a, a really important attitude and, and then something to, to work on for, for the future. Absolutely. I think, uh, as I've said, I've been around the football club since I was a child and and it's been a really male-dominated environment. I was lucky. I'm one of four girls um, and mum and dad, you know, we were always around the football club, but there weren't a lot of women around. 
Um, we had Margaret and Joan in the canteen and a lot of our female volunteers. But Legends. To have women <laughs> players come along and join this, you know, really male-dominated culture has been a good thing. Um, yep. We've got really good men at the club who have welcomed us and been really accommodating and and they're just and all our supporters are really starting to see the benefits of us being at um, functions and you know just getting with the modern times that you know women have every right to play footy and we we want to bring as much as we can to the football club. Absolutely, and uh, good luck for the season. Thanks for your time. Thanks very much, Kevin. Thanks, Sam. Thanks, Blinda. Good day. Clubs are made up of all sorts of uh, people and uh, come from all different walks of life. Going to talk to a man now from the Michelle and Co group, uh, Henry Michelle, who, of course, his name is well known to uh, Port Melbourne supporters from the back of the jumper. G'day, Henry. Hi, how are you? Yeah, very well, thank you. Yeah, so Henry's been a long time supporter of the um, the club, Kevin, in a sponsorship capacity. And the last two to three seasons has actually been prominent with his logo on the rear of our playing jumper, as you said. And he's always first to put his hand up to attend all of our functions and. Similarly enthusiastic when it comes to providing his feedback and comments on the place as well, which we certainly love and appreciate. Um, so, Henry, do you want to just tell us a little bit more about the Michelle & Co Group and your uh, your role there? Okay, I'll, I'll do that. Um, Michelle & Co Group is an accounting firm. Uh, we were first established uh, in November 1978, so we're just a touch over 40 years in existence. Um, we're a local accounting firm in the uh, South Bank, South Melbourne, Port Melbourne area. And uh, it stems from uh, uh, myself growing up in Port Melbourne as a uh, young man and uh, following the football club. So uh, the accounting firm itself uh, covers a whole range of, uh, of work for clients, small to business uh, enterprises, medium-sized enterprises, accounting, tax, tax compliance, uh, business advisory, corporate structuring, uh, mergers and acquisitions and... Uh, and we uh, have been around for a long time and have a very diverse group of clients, both locally in uh, Melbourne and throughout Australia. And exactly how long has the Michelle & Co Group been involved with the footy club, Henry, and how did the partnership initially come about? Um, we've been the one of the major sponsors, or platinum sponsor now, for about four years. And prior to that, we were a, um, a minor sponsor, um, fence and gate and uh, signage around the ground. Uh, our uh, sponsorship uh, moved up a, uh, a cog a little bit when Port Melbourne lost a couple of sponsors a number of years ago and the general manager, Barry Kidd, back then was looking for uh, companies to fill the void. Uh, he came and approached us and said, we, would we be interested in uh, moving up to a major sponsor role? And I said, yes, we would be. Happy to, uh, to help the club. Um, and uh, hence we became a major sponsor. And what is it that you Orig- like? Originally, my, uh, my involvement with the club really stems from being a boy growing up in Port Melbourne and uh, following him since 1960. So it- uh, it's been a long time. What is it about the club, Henry? Because we know that it's a special place for our supporters, it's a special place for our players, and um, it's a special place to come and watch football. But from a sponsorship point of view, what does it mean to you and what's, what do you like best about the relationship with the Port Melbourne Football Club? Well, sponsorship of the club simply reinforces our belief that we should be giving back to the community. Um, as a company, we uh, provide various sponsorships to organisations from um, from the Football Football Club to uh, Variety Club to a whole lot of different uh, charities. So we are 
uh, as a policy in our firm, uh, a giver to uh, to the community. As far as Port Melbourne is concerned, having grown up in Port Melbourne, uh, Port Melbourne is very dear to my heart because uh, I've been a follower for most of my adult life and most of my childhood. And being part of that community and being part of the development of a club that is supported by the community was uh, very important. Um, I grew up there. My family had business there as I was a child. And um, back in 1960, when I first moved to Port Melbourne, as a five-year-old, uh, the first thing I did was go and watch the local football. Henry, and, in that uh, time, in, you must have seen, you must have been in some great games and you must have been have some memorable moments uh, in your in your growing up that probably helped shape you as the man you are right now, came from that uh, from that footy club. Uh, it's been terrific. Uh, being and following a local club like Port Melbourne has been uh, fantastic for, for me and fantastic for the, uh, for the business and uh, growing up in the area, you see the people that you go to school with and that you live with all being part of the club from all the players that played in the club because Port Melbourne was very local in those days uh, that you went to school with and grew up uh, from the Goss family to the Bonds and Andersons and Vic Anderson and uh, all of that, that era of players who were locals. Uh, the club was made, of, lo- made up of local players. And back in 1960 was just the time when the VFA was booming. And uh, those Sunday games, there were six, 7,000 people there each Sunday, to the extent where in 1961, I think, uh, the Division Two teams came in where they split the VFA into Division One and Division Two. So the VFA was booming in those times and uh, it was the place to be on a Sunday afternoon watching your friends play football and supporting the local club. And there was a real community feel. Not only was it a community feel, but it had all the support of the local people living in the area, had the support of the businesses in the area. And so um, over those years, from probably 61 to 88, when the two divisions existed, um, it was really um, part of everybody's existence. And you'd go to the football because, A, you supported a local club, and, two, you knew all the players because most of the players were local. Yeah. Uh, and only probably after 88 did... Uh, players start coming into the club that came from outside the area. But uh, it was, uh, in the days of the VFA, um, uh, the thing to do on a Sunday. And if you supported VFA, you'd go to the football on a Saturday. But growing up in the area and knowing everybody, it was just a, a village-type feel. And you'd go to the football on a Sunday and meet all your friends from school and meet the friends that you work with and meet the friends that you uh, you shared your lives with. And Port Melbourne was very, very colloquial. Um, so, yeah, it was very much a... Uh, a part of everybody's existence back then, and still is. Yep, the only difference now is that the AFL has taken a more of a controlling lead in the uh, in the football world, and it's become uh, a little bit of a um, a uh, unusual hybrid competition. But back in the old days, it was fundamentally everybody's existence in Port Melbourne. Well, thanks uh, very much for the fascinating chat, Henry. How can our members and supporters um, uh, find out a little bit more? Have you got a website for us that you can uh, reel off? Yeah, our firm website, mishco.com.au, www.mischco.com.au. That's our website, and um, we're happy to hear from any of the Port Melbourne supporters, and uh, we look after a few of them already, and uh, very very much uh, part of our community feel is to be part of the Port Melbourne family. Perfect. Thank you very much, and uh, encourage the members to support those that support us. Absolutely. Good on you, Henry. 
Thank you. All the best to you guys. All right, a very packed podcast for the first one for the Port Melbourne Football Club. Um, Sam, uh, some great news is you're back on your ground this week. I mean, that, that's that's a great thing, a great feel. We heard it with Gary Ayres talking about it. There's obviously a real excitement about that. Yeah, absolutely. It hasn't necessarily been excitement right through for, from the uh, start of pre-season when we've been training out at Salesian College in Chadston and uh, Elwood in recent times. But, uh, look, it's been a long grind, um, but the entire club is really excited to get back onto our um, newly named turf of Adcon Stadium and um, we really hope that we can see a big turnout. We understand it's Easter Saturday but if you're not going away with the family or anything like that, come down to uh, Adcon Stadium and see what should be a really really good game of footy. Should be a ripping game actually. Uh, Two very, very good sides. Uh, You've been there or thereabouts in the first couple of games but uh, obviously something to build on. Um, uh, The other big thing I guess is uh, this is the chance for everyone to grab a membership on on Saturday and, uh, and show their support for the club that way. Yeah, absolutely. So you can buy your memberships online at portmelbournefc.com.au or um, they'll be readily available at the ground uh, this week. Um, as we know, as a VFL standalone club, the um, support that we get from our members is absolutely pivotal absolutely. Um, to what we do. And, um, you know, for a price of a $70 adult membership, you can get access to all of our home games and exclusive offers and, and discounts and things like that. So, um, you know, it's probably a, a no-brainer compared to the pricing of some of the memberships available at AFL level. Um, the $70 that you can spare for a VFL standalone club is just going to be absolutely um you know, vital um, to our ongoing sustainability and success. And the other really important thing is the Borough Burgers have not lost any of their uh, any of their greatness. They will be every bit as good this Saturday as they've been in uh, in previous incarnations. Absolutely, they are probably <laughs> worth the price of admission yeah. and oh, more. So. Readily available this week, and thankfully the game doesn't fall on Good Friday. Um, but uh, So you can tuck in on Easter Saturday to a, a nice juicy Borough Burger, and they'll be as nice as ever, I'm sure. Now, uh, if people want to find out uh, news about the club, obviously uh, on the club website, Facebook page, all those uh, usual social media platforms. Yeah, jump on our website, portmelbournefc.com.au, uh, Facebook page, uh, Twitter feeds. We always try and keep everyone across what's happening at the club in a variety of different areas and um, uh, yeah if you want all your club news and information just head to any of those alright well thanks for being uh, part of this uh, first podcast we've got a couple coming up uh, during the year good luck for for this Saturday first win's coming up we hope so thank you very much Kevin for the time cheers the Port Melbourne Footy Club Podcast